Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 198. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Welcome back, everybody! Woohoo! <sighs> Unfortunately, I'm starting, I'm starting off the podcast with a dry drink, but, you know. Or you. It's okay, so am I. <laughs> That's a first! <laughs> yeah, well, I'm extremely dehydrated, so I didn't think drinking on top of that would be a good thing. Do She's I, got a point. Do I want to know why you're dehydrated? <clears throat> um, Probably because I've been sick. Okay, okay. And then I did a lot of drinking this weekend. Lord. When it rains, it pours, huh? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. What are what are we going to do with you, Mako Chan? I mean, uh, you've asked that repeatedly. Yeah, you don't know the answer by now. I don't know what to tell you. But that's just it. Um, the answer is pretty much illegal in fifty states, and I don't have <laughs> and I don't have the money to to go to Mexico. Okay. Aw. Well, you, you can probably go to Canada. I mean, the, that border is closer. Yeah, but they're they're kind of too nice up there in Canada. At least in Mexico, is no as no questions asked. <laughs> oh, we are live tonight, week of January thirteenth, two thousand fifteen, on the Vogue Network. We're here Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at one. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc X Chat Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is Vogue, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash Vogue Network. There is an IRC link. If you click on that, your default chat client will come right up and bring you right into the chat room. And let's go into the chat room right now. Uh, Serenity1488 wants some Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Well, I remember that stuff. Remember, they still sell it. They still make it. They do? Yes. I haven't bought cereal in a long time, so... Mm. Okay, Nemesis is wishing us a happy 2015. Well, well... The 2015 for us kind of had a rocky start, but I think things are starting to smooth out. Eh. Yeah, like I said. Uh, let's see. They're talking Smirnoff and White Russians, and I am going to go out later and track down this tasty beverage known as Vodkila. Oh, God. Oh, my God, I saw a picture for that. The hard reset for human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to. I'm serious. I'm seriously thinking about buying two bottles and bringing it to Katsukon. Because I'm definitely Fuck bringing a Katsukon, bottle. Fuck bring it to my birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and bring one to my birthday, too. Oh. My birthday comes before Katsukon. <gasps> oh, god damn. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Don't just erase the memories. Wipe the hard drive. It's fun, Keela. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah Ackerman says combine it with Jaeger <laughs> what are you crazy oh dear god. god no 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 vodka and tequila combined together is is dangerous enough you add Jaeger you've 
somebody will show up at the at the anime jam session in Jersey Studios and find us all dead. <laughs> so we can't do that. But deep fried tequila, not bad. We might have to get some um powdered sugar and some pound cake. Mm, pound cake. Would you like some pound cake? Pound cake. Mm, <laughs> pound cake. Okay, alright. We have a lot to catch up on here, so... Ari, how was your week and how was your day? It was mostly work-related stuff. Mm. In between that, I've been uh, enjoying the new computer. That's good. And, uh... <clears throat> So far, everything's been working re- really nice for it. The monitor is 22 inches, which means I have a lot of real estate on my desktop and my screen in general, so I don't know what to do with it all. Sometimes that's a good thing. I know, but just there's a lot. I, I still use the laptop, but I don't feel like getting out of or moving from my bed. Right. And well, let's just say like when I'm uh, when I'm like checking my message on DeviantArt, there's like seven or eight, you know, little section stick on the, nor- on the laptop it's only like four wide mm-hmm. but uh like on the Vogue website there's like huge you know, blank spaces on either side there's like one third of the screen I know, that that's why you know, with my browser, my browser window is never at full screen, it's like it takes up at least I'd say maybe about 70 to 80% of my real estate and when I get my 27-inch screen, good, good Lord Almighty. Yeah, but I've had, it, it's so nice having my own like really nice computer like this because I've never like had one of my own. Mm-hmm. The ones like like all the computers I and like the family have had so far have just been a uh, you know off-the-shelf affairs, mm. and uh, I'm the only one left in the family who knows how to use a computer, so. When a when shit you know happens on theirs, guess who gets called in for family tech support? Yeah, I know that feeling. I mean, I remember my first computer was a hand me down, and I started building off of that. So, and uh, at this point, I'm pretty much just counting down the days to a Katsukon. I wanted to go to Magfest, but uh, I don't really have enough time to, uh, finagle my days off to get there. Hmm. Oh, well. Not, like, not a big deal for me, I don't think. Yeah, I hear you. I was gonna say something to you about, uh, MAGFest. Like, if you didn't want to go, don't, you know. I think yeah, next I think year I'm gonna try to shoot for it. this weekend, but we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's how shit's been for me, mostly. Hmm. Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um. Uh, yeah. Basically, um, it's been a pretty shitty New Year. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I've already dealt with one death in the family since the New Year. Um... One of my co-workers is in the hospital, so I'm covering for her. So, yeah. it's It's been a pretty interesting New Year so far. 
Would you like some alcohol? Uh, no, I think I overindulged this weekend. You overindulge? Nah. Well, I didn't I, think you I, had an upper limit. I know, right? Um, I don't, but because I was sick, that I slowed your intake. It I mean, wasn't no, even no. that. It didn't slow my intake. Um, I severely, I severely dehydrated myself. So even though I wasn't drinking, like I didn't have as much alcohol as I would normally have in my system, um, I still ended up passing out this weekend. I was also going to say it uh, made your your uh, resistance suffer. Mm. Well, no, I mean it was just it wasn't even alcohol. It was just pure dehydration. So in other words, you when you started drinking, and got sick. You switched from your Italian side to your Irish side. Eh. <laughs> so yeah. Um, definitely an interesting weekend hanging out with uh, DJ AJ. Like I said, I would have came out there, but I already had plans set in stone, so. And next time. Oh, yeah, definitely. She is unable to make it to my birthday, so I have to make it up to her. <laughs> oh, Lord. I have this odd feeling that Mako's going to kidnap the entire staff and drive us out there. Uh, that would be pretty damn interesting. Where's she gonna stuff someone my size? My trunk is actually pretty damn big. Yeah, it is. <coughs> okay, then. So, so, yeah. And then I was, uh, extremely amused when I found that, uh, one of the other staffers whose birthday is the day before mine chose my weekend uh, to have his birthday as well. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, I already committed, so I can't. I'm like, dude, that's my birthday weekend. I've got people coming out. And he's like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> well. Well, my last couple of weeks have been interesting. I'm still job hunting. I had an interview yesterday, so if I end up getting that job, we'll be pushing the podcast to 10 p.m. It's only because of it's the shift that they're going to give me, so I wish better I... Than, better than being on unemployment. Got uh-huh. that right. Yeah, and, I, and I also, you know, I started emailing and contacting old, like, agencies I used to work with, and a couple of them, one of them started sending me part-time positions my way. I'm like, I can't make any money off of any part-time positions. I make more money collecting unemployment looking for a job than working part-time. If it was like 30 plus out, 30 to 35 hours, I could make it work, but 15 to 20, no. And then you try to overlap it with another part-time, that ain't gonna work. Um, let's see what else is going on. I am, I am working on a new, uh, another computer. Um, I'm hoping to finish the rebuild on that this week. And also, now one of my, like I said, I had plans this weekend, which is why I didn't hang out with DJ AJ and Mako. But what was interesting was I had backup, backup plans already set because one of my friends. I met on the con circuit. She was going to come hang out this weekend. So I pretty much spent like three, four days cleaning up my little shoebox apartment and 
getting storage bins and putting stuff away and pretty much for those who have seen my apartment <laughs> there is a square block of prime real estate that's behind my computer in front of the store in front of the video game cabinet video game storage area that's you can actually see that area now wow yes and amazing i know and I decided that I am going to redo the closet. And if and when I ever move out of here, I'm leaving it behind. Because I see no point in like disassembling a, a, re- a closet I'm going to rebuild. So, so I kind of figured I wanted to do that when I was at the container store recently. And I was like, yeah, this will work so much better. So, And I'm hoping my main goal is once I do that, I put... My new, I put my old speakers that are on my computer on my TV, and Mako's getting my old speakers that were on the TV because they, they're pretty potent little bastards. Mm. And I have to move the subwoofer to the right side, fix up all the cabling over there. That way I can set up a glass display case for all of my figurines, including my um, figure art, Venus Figure Arts Zero, which is still in the box because I have no place to put it. And, and speak of putting stuff, uh, Mako, your gift it will be in the mail Thursday, so you should have it by Saturday, give or take. Woohoo! It's not exactly my what I planned on getting you, but it's something. And once this goes through, next week, Ari, you'll have your gift. Okay. Yeah, Ron was running. Ron was running a little behind with Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> It it, it it happens. Look, the presents I mailed out, I just mailed them out, like, last week. <laughs> like, DJ AJ got hers. Uh, my my sister Kat got hers. Um, awesome friend of the show, Kyle Hebert, got his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved it, but there, there was one problem with the present, though. What? His head is bigger than mine. Uh, didn't fit. Pretty much. But that sucks. Th- no, that's okay, though. He gave it to his daughter, and she's rocking it like nobody else's business. Well, that works. Nice. Yeah, he loved the fact because he is a big Tron fan and all, so. And it, okay, for a second there, I thought Winamp was going to crash. <laughs> no, I had it set to auto-loop my background music, and it just sat there froze, and I'm just like, don't do this tonight. Don't do it. But it didn't. Thankfully. Don't tempt it. Yeah. So, Ari, have you tri- have you played any music on on your system, on your sound system yet? <coughs> I've watched a whole bunch of uh, YouTube videos, and it sounds really nice. But I, I, I'm get, putting up downloading uh, iTunes to uh, properly play everything. Mm. Of course, with the... Uh, Nice big monitor. I won't. I won't. Like, I won't uh, have any problem, you know, stretching that out, like, stretching the iTunes window out wide. Especially since I can just put all, put all the little categories I want up there, and not have it all like squished together. Gotcha. And have you tr- have you tried any uh, Blu-rays yet? I only I only have like two or three Blu-rays yet, and I think they're still in their plastic wrap. So not yet. You know what was funny when I was building your machine, I'm like, and I, and I picked up the Blu-ray burner. I was like, wait a minute, 
He already has a Blu-ray player. Screw it. Everybody needs a burner, so why not? Like I said, I trusted your judgment. Yeah, so enjoy, enjoy. So, if we go into the chat room, um, Sarah Ackerman says that she almost killed her boyfriend. What did you do, woman? Okay, what did he do, I mean? Or do do we want to know? I think I want to know. But, um, let's find out, let's go to break and we'll find out what happens after, okay? I think that's, I think that makes a little bit more sense, so. Okay. Alright, so. Wow, that's pretty potent because I can hear your keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so. Very cathartic. Eh. And, look, y'all hear mine when I'm, ta- when I'm talking, so it's all good, so. Mm-hmm. Alright, so. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we'll tell you pertinent news that you missed over the last couple of weeks that we deemed that was important for y'all to know. So, we'll be back.
All right, now that we got the musical break out of the way, let's talk conventions. Now, earlier in the earlier tonight in the chat room, I believe Sarah Ackerman was asking what conventions we start to convention our con season off. Now, it used to be for like the last, I say, three years for me before I started going back to Katsukon, my first con of the year wasn't until, like, March. And it was generally Zenkai Con, then PAX, and then all goes downhill from there. Then we we discovered a small con out in Jersey called Katori Con, and that was our big year, uh, our start, or start of the convention season for us. Uh, this year, me and Mako couldn't go. Uh, due to some, like, they changed their press policy, and we're like, "Well, let's step back and go off and do other things." Meanwhile, Arya Rockefeller, you good sir, took one for the team and went to the convention. Mm-hmm. And I honestly almost didn't make it there, and if I didn't make make it there, I'd be like, "Eh, no big deal." Dude, you're sounding kind of robotic on your headset. Sorry, I didn't have the microphone down by my mouth. It was like I just set it back up, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. By the band, so I could, you know, do stuff on the computer without, you know, like distracting me. Oh, okay. So does that sound better? Sounds a lot better. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, I wasn't entirely sure I was even going to make it to KatoriCon. Yeah. And if I didn't, I'd be like, yeah, no big deal. Mm. Because you've been telling me that. They were doing all their. <coughs> they were doing all the, the buying of tickets on like digitally, and there wouldn't yeah. be any available at the door. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is a lot of other a lot of other conventions are going this way, which I kind of understand because if you like, you ever see those long ass lines for people who just happen to show up for registration? You know, and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I what I think what conventions should do is just do online registration, but have it so that you could do online registration at home, register everything even for the day of, bring out your email confirmation, just show up and get right in. I think a lot more cons should do that, but you know. Anywho, as you were saying, good sir. <coughs> so yeah, they capped attendance at fifteen hundred. Mm. Which, given the fact that it was on a college campus, I could understand. Yeah. But yeah, I, they've had to cap at the last two years. Oh, so good for them for being that popular. All things considered. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of wish I was able to go, because I noticed a lot of my friends I don't really see at cons were there at Katori Con. I was like, damn it. Well, I'll see a bunch of them at uh, Katsu. But please go on. So I went on went online and you know bought a ticket, tried to buy a ticket, but they said, uh, "Sorry, we we're all sold out." You, but you can be on our waiting list. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll be on our waiting list." So they said, "Now their thing is, if you're on a waiting list and a and a spot pops up, you have eight hours. What was it? Seven, seven or eight hours mm-hmm. to <clears throat> to respond and buy the ticket. Otherwise, it goes to the next person in line." Sounds about right. And that's exactly what happened to me. I I got an email at work saying, Oh hey, you you're eligible to but you're eligible to get a ticket now. So that's what I did. I got it at work, but uh 
by the time I got home, I still had plenty of time to uh, to actually get it. Okay. <coughs> mm, pardon me. Now it was, I guess, a day and a half because Friday there was only a couple things going on, and are mostly in the afternoon, early evening. Mm-hmm. Now I, you know, I wandered around for a little bit, but the thing I was there for mostly was the. Uh, Cosplay wrestling. Okay, I want to know about that because I know Anime North has has a cosplay wrestling thing that they do, and it's with the local uh, federation that's up there, uh, Calgary Stampede. Or, no, not Calgary Stampede. It's a local uh, wrestling federation, like right outside of Toronto, that helps them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they were affiliated with any you know local joint, but uh. One of the hype guys was, uh, he was getting his warning. They asked, was asking, hey, people, well, what kind of uh, events have you been to? And, you know, people are calling out things like, uh, Chikara, Ring of Honor, you know, mm-hmm. WWE house shows. And someone goes, CZW. I'm like, CZW, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I said, yes, yeah, it's going to be like a Chikara show. No cursing. Sounds about so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, family wrestling entertainments like that, too. Yeah, there was a. There's only four. There's originally I think three matches, but about four. Let's say uh, there's a fourth one that wasn't announced. That mm-hmm. uh, the first match was. Well, first of all, Uncle Yo is the uh, you know main ring announcer, MC, and uh, right. All that good stuff. The first match was a as a guy was a Sylvian Gijinka. Versus a guy who calls himself CM Pikachu. Lord. <laughs> but hey, there was a wet, there was a promo on his website of a CMP on a Khan's website CM Pikachu cutting a really decent promo. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw that. Now, for all intents and purposes, the actual wrestling was technically sound, mm-hmm. and uh, there was, was I think there was like maybe one or two real botches the whole time. And the only one I really noticed was uh, was when the Sylveon tried to do a missile drop kick, and like the turnbuckle wasn't really steady, and he missed. I think it was part of the thing, but uh, one of the aides shouted out from the side, "This is why you don't run high jump kick." <laughs> now the main uh, plot was that uh. Giovanni and a bunch of Team Rocket grunts had uh, stormed the show and uh, mm-hmm. did a whole hostile takeover thing. And a female grunt ended up wrestling a Sailor Jupiter cosplayer. Okay. And uh, that, and from what I understand, you know, like after talking to Uncle Yoda day after, I, the uh, the two girls wrestling, they were the only two like real professional wrestlers there. I okay. think they were with some uh, some indie organization too. That sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third match was uh, Mario versus Deadpool, and the crowd was immediately completely behind <clears throat> Deadpool, who uh, came out to hooked on a feeling. Well, it is Deadpool. <laughs> and the the most insane. There were two really like insane spots. One was in this match where uh, you know how. Sometimes for a really like nasty looking spot, they'll uh, take a big bag of thumbtacks and pour it over the ring. Mm-hmm. 
What about Mick Foley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deadpool did that with dice. Dice? Yeah, D4s, D6s, D10, you know, that's a big, <laughs> bag, of a D, big bag of D&D dice just poured all over the ring. Roll check. <laughs> and people were like, gasping in shock because they originally thought it was Legos, which I think would be even worse. <laughs> oh, God. And then, well, you know, Deadpool gets, you know, hoisted with his own trick, and Mario, you know, spine busters, and spine busters him into the dice, and Uncle Yoshi says, do you know how many D4s are in this man's kidneys right now? <laughs> from out of nowhere, in the middle of the match, he goes, ooh, look, Munchkin die. Picks it up, and then walks off. I don't know. Hearing Uncle Yo announce it reminds me of Joey Styles from the ECW days, but please go on. Oh my god! Yeah, please continue, yeah. And, uh, you know, Deadpool won that match. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> the, f- the fourth match, well, the fourth, well, there was a match after that, but uh, it was this really high-intensity Monkey D. Luffy mm-hmm. against Connor Kenway from Assassin's Creed. Now, I've been trying to tape the entire proceedings, but even putting a brand new pair of ba- batteries in my uh, Canon camera, you know, mm-hmm. it only gave me about 20 minutes worth of footage. Well, you probably needed like a bigger uh, memory card just for that. Uh, m- the memory card in here is, I think, uh, 32 gigs. Well, all right. It's, is it 32? Yeah, 32 gigs gave me almost 200 minutes worth of, f- worth of footage. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pull off more than 20 minutes of of recording with this equipment. So if, it, at this point, if I was there, I would have held up a sign that says, "If Luffy wins, we riot." <laughs> but th- this was the was the uh, most intense match of the night, and the uh, the ending came when a uh, Connor Kenway you know, grabbed a bag of hay and put it on top of a prone Luffy because he was setting out for his leap of faith finisher. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played any Assassin's Creed games, that's usually what happens when you climb up to a really high spot and get a nice big panoramic view of the environs, it's you, it's easier to jump off and land in a conveniently placed bale of hay. Right. Even after cleaning up the hay, it was still lingering on the stage the day after. But then, you know, Giovanni comes back and they set up a big battle royal between Giovanni and three of his grunts versus Uncle Yo and uh, three of the other wrestlers. And to his credit, Uncle Yo, like, like, in between, like, kind of stumbling through the ropes, you know, really hurrying to get in, mm-hmm. he, like, takes a a really nasty, like, spill, like, like face plants, and, like, his entire, like, right side of his face, like, splat, like, right there against the, uh, against the ring. Mm-hmm. I know he's supposed to, uh, stay down, for, like, you know, for the events of the, of the uh, Battle Royal, because, you know, he's not actually a wrestler. Right, right. But it ended with uh, Uncle Yo throwing over Giovanni and winning for his team. Okay. So it was actually kind of fun. <laughs> Something tells me they might be they may be doing that again next year. They want to because, you know, they want to get a lot of people uh, interested in it. So, like, after that, I ended up going to uh, the Seven Star Diner, you know, getting myself some dinner. Right. And... And number one, as like before, I was even like, Uncle Yo and a bunch of his entourage came in and eat their own dinner. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man?" So he walked by, and just before that, like three uh, 
three constellations, you know, explaining Sailor Moon, Sailor Jupiter, a different one, and uh, Sailor Pluto were mm-hmm. sitting in the booth next to me. Yeah. And uh, Mercury was, uh, wait, Mercury, Jupiter, and, and uh, Pluto. There we go. And the Mercury had lagged behind because someone who else who was waiting was trying to uh, to get a grasp of uh, why they were dressed the way, and she was trying to explain it to him, you know, what cosplay is and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And I'm just like, I can see the look in the uh, normal people's eyes. What she, what the poor girl was saying was going in one ear and out the other. Mm. So Saturday I come back. There's a bunch of, there was a, uh, a whole lot of other panels I went to. You know, got a lot of good pictures. Uh, I saw something like, attended a nice discussion about uh, the Castlevania series from a guy who's not only a really big fan, but has a huge uh, Castlevania art sleeve on his left arm. Mm. Tattooed and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I uh, ended up getting there, getting to the convention later than I wanted to because I'd end up missing Michelle Knotts' panel. Oh, not your everyday panel? It's pretty cool. Yeah, but as I came in, Michelle Knotts was right there talking to a bunch of people and, you know, chatted with her for a little while. That's cool. Uh, let's see, one of the video rooms sh- showed a bunch of uh, Team Four Star stuff. Mm hmm. And, uh, I don't think I what else I did. Uh... Oh, yeah, there's also attended a panel on the dystopias in, uh, in fiction. Dystopias? What's that? D- you know how, you know what a utopia is? Actually, no. Utopia is a land that's supposed to be clean, pristine. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, a dystopia, dystopia, okay. I, yeah. yeah, okay, I get what you're saying now. All right. And what Nemesis 47 was saying, just a little point of correction, it, it was actually more of a uh, back flop. He, like, he, like, ran forward a bit and hit, hit like, his back against uh, Luffy's chest. Hmm. So, uh... <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, I ended up getting some lunch there at the at they call the Roadrunner Cafe, which is pretty much the school's cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, all right. And uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, the there was two separate game rooms. One was for actual arcade cabinets. Nice. And, but it was only like three or four in them. And one of and one of the ones in there was a uh, was an initial was an initial D. Yeah, an initial D uh, pachinko machine. Ooh. Which I got a picture of. And the other one was for, you know, console gaming. Most of it was a uh, Super Smash Brothers 4, and the other the rest the rest of it was a uh, couple Soul Calibur games. Oh, okay. But I tried to get in there Friday night to play, but it turns out there are all tournaments there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want anyone in there who wasn't in the tournament. It so kind of makes they, sense. One of the guys, yeah, I think one of the guys was a little, uh, Kurt about the way he said it. Mm. You know, might as well be going, you're a casual player, get out! Look, look, look let me tell you I'm something. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, like, disparaging him for it, but... Uh, oh, I know, I know, but it's not that. I, I, I was gonna say was, I have seen casuals enter in tournaments and take out, like, expert players, okay? So, people, mm-hmm. some people need to, like, kind of watch out. But then again, they had the science before it ended like two hours ago and I didn't really know about them or care too much so it 
wasn't that big a deal, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And so, uh... Things petered out around 8 o'clock. I think closing ceremonies were like 8.30, but I didn't stay for those. All right. Did, did you check out the masquerade at all? Uh, or, I might have been in the game room for that. No, or as I like to call it, you know, sponsored skits to promote where they're kind of boring. And I think Mako Chunk would agree with, with me on that one. Yeah, every year it's been, you know, three or four skits. One of them is an actual cosplayer doing a skit. One of them has been, you know, the, uh, what you call it, guy mm-hmm. doing his stupid ass shit. <clears throat> and then the other two are actually, you know, guests that are, uh, like live action role play shit mm-hmm. that get up there and do it. I'm like, that's not a masquerade. That's an advertisement. Actually, I'm going over their schedule of events again. Yeah. I don't see anything about a masquerade one here. Well, maybe they got rid of it. Because I know last year, because I know what they did last year, they actually had more of like a runway-style masquerade event instead. And that was in one of the other buildings. Yeah, that was like a... Co- I think it was cosplay runway. So Yeah. Oh, another thing I'd seen also on Saturday was uh, Greg Sipes, mm-hmm. who was uh, the voice of Among Other Guys. Things Beast Boy from Teen Titans. Yeah, he was a uh, doing. Some, he was doing a little concert. And he on an acoustic guitar and all, and then he led into a uh, Uncle Yo's performance. Oh, okay. So that ended up being fun. Hmm. It took me a minute to remember what I did that day. No, oh, okay. I mean, I would have wanted to go to meet um, Sonny Street again. He he's a really cool dude, and and I was talking to him on his um on his Facebook um he was about uh, he about some fan art and he had drew this amazing uh hybrid of Popeye and Sweet Pea as Goku and Gohan and cuz he was selling like little, pretty cool. he was selling cards and stuff like that so you know and then I had said to him did you have any of those and he was like no but great idea for next time and I'm like Send me one. I will pay money for it because that artwork was amazing. Of course, I can't really hear Popeye and anime because someone. And I'm thinking about how some Popeye cosplayer dressed up as Sailor Moon. She did a really good job on that. Uh, that was a she doing that. That was a girl. Yeah, I found out uh, like maybe about a couple of weeks back when someone had shared that on my wall again that it was a female, and I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, um, we see comments of Uncle Yell doing Joey Styles. Uh, Mick Foley was on the wrestler special of Family Feud, if anybody saw it. That was I, a while ago. Yeah, I remember... When he was still on TNA. Yeah. I remember the, um, the WWE uh, Weakest Link special from years ago. Um... I remember that. Oh, God, that was so rigged. And Nemesis 47 says, Kenway's finisher is basically a swanton bomb into hay. Yeah, that, that's what I was uh, hmm. saying about. It was kind of a yeah, back flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and... I, that's what Uncle Yo commented about. Yeah. He said, there was still hay on this stage from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, 
because they, they had like spread around the ring from the impact, mm-hmm. and it was just like kind of a a br- light brown cloud hovering over the ring. Oh, okay. Usually, I thought, oh god, I hope none of these guys have allergies, because without it, they're going to have to improvise something fierce. That's not good. So overall, what did you think of the con this year? Uh, I mean, it was all right for what for what it was and where it was, mm-hmm. but uh. I would have lo- liked to have seen them do something with press, but uh. Yeah, what they what they happened was they decided to focus more on the attendees, which I get and I understand. But on the same token, you have people who are doing press for your con for like three, four years, and just out of the blue, you want them to pay. Which uh, the I same. I would have paid a discount. <clears throat> See, like so would I. And see, I wouldn't have minded paying if there was stuff that I wanted to say. So, not that I don't like hanging out with Michelle. Not mm-hmm. that I don't like seeing Uncle Yo. Not that I don't like seeing the Astro Place. But it's the same stuff year after year after year after year. So after going there for a couple of years and doing press, having to go there and pay for the same stuff... It seems kind of, kind of pointless almost. I mean, it's it's sad, but I mean, the biggest draw for this convention is the same things mm. every year. I mean, yeah, it would have been really nice to see you know the cosplay wrestling, just to see them up there in the cosplay. But I'm not a big wrestling fan, so that's not a huge you know, that's not a that's huge not a thing draw. that. Gotcha. No, it's it's not a draw for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, them. Seeing them in cosplay and seeing, you know, the them acting would have been cool. But just going to see wrestling, that's that's not my thing. True. <clears throat> I mean, I would have been all for that. But as long as, if they kept doing it every year, as long as they, they mixed it up and kept it lively, you know, and not hire a WWE script writer, it probably would have been pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, it seems that... I um, totally going there against a Shinji cosplayer dressed up as Coop. Mm. Well, it, it, it seems that somebody else went to a Katori Khan. Uh, got something here from George Lopez, and I think he kind of agrees with what Mako-chan has to say, so let's see. We got a link to it? It's the same shit. <laughs> it's the same shit. That's, that's beautiful. Wait, well, uh, George, what was that? I couldn't hear you. What was that? It's the same shit. The same shit. Wow. I guess he didn't like it either. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll have, I'll obviously have a more depth, more in-depth written review, but, uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say it's like a three out of five. Okay. Sorry, Katori Khan. I mean, it's nothing wrong to be sorry about. I mean, if you keep going to the same con every year and nothing really changes, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they have the same comedy skits every year. Or I should say the same comedy people every year. And their main draw band is the same every year. Mm. I mean, last year was awesome being able to see Megaran. Yes, yes. But for the most part, everything else was the same. Although I did get to see uh, Tsunami. Yeah, it's been a while since we had seen them. 
But then again, I was more excited for Tsunami because, you know, they originated at the college I went to. Mm -hmm. They originate, like, the um, the guy that plays the, the, the Chinese violin. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, he went to my college. I, you know, was able to hang out with him because he was best friends with one of my roommates at the time. So, I mean, that's why I was excited to see them. But, I mean, yeah, it's everything else is basically, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen them already. And they really don't have any new songs, so it's the same act over and over and over again. Fair enough, fair <clears throat> enough. So, I mean, hopefully when we go to KatoriCon next year, there'll, there'll be some improvement, some changes. Hopefully there's a lot of uh, attendee feedback to allow them to mix it up a little bit. But I'll say this. When it comes to a lot of the college-based anime conventions, it's still up there. You know, it's a lot higher. I oh mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's definitely up. one of it's definitely one of the better college-based um, college-based cons. Mm -hmm. But you know, choosing between having to go down there and pay for a hotel, and then pay for a badge, and then go and see the same stuff that I see, you know, every year the last two years that mm -hmm. I've gone. You know, I, I went to go hang out with friends, and that was, you know, more exciting to me. <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, speaking of, you know, college-based conventions, we segue right into our topics for tonight. And one of them is the cancellation of Springfest New York 2015. And I only have one thing to say about that. What? <laughs> I was waiting to hear that. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, followed up with a little bit of this. Come on. <laughs> That's all I have to say about. Springfest, and you all have heard me rail on this convention. You have heard from multiple staffers at Anime Jam Session roast this convention alive. And you have heard me bitch and complain because Ranma keeps going to this damn convention and doing nothing but bitching and complaining. Well, you gotta understand, somebody has to take one for the team. It's a local convention. To be perfectly honest, the only thing I'm losing is time. I'd be more pissed I was losing money, but I'm not because I have an unlimited Metro card. I'm not losing money off of it. And I didn't even... Hell, I didn't even go to the con last year because I was in Philly with a bunch of friends celebrating her birthday. You know? Mm. I Reminds thought you did go last year. Nope. Reminds mm. me, if you come down here, do you want to go into Philly? Sure, why not? But, um... We'll see. Yeah, because I sent them... I sent, What happened last year was I sent them uh, information for press, and I'm listing off the credentials, and they're like, uh, sorry, we're... You're, you're not... Pretty much, I was like, you're not good enough for us. Oh, what? yeah, I remember that now. So, you mean to tell me... Didn't New York Comic Con give us the same shit? Yeah, but that's more of a... I can understand them. 
They're looking for people that can bring in numbers. We can't bring in enough numbers for them. But yeah, bas- basically, Springfest, I guess, got tired of us bitching about them. Probably. But on the same token, just understand. Hey, my review was constructive criticism at worst. Yeah, but they didn't. But if they didn't like it, screw them. My thing is this: you mean to tell me your little podunk convention that has been around for almost ten years that not everybody that goes to conventions have heard of you, and you're going to say no to one of the big name press outlets in the New York City tri-state area? That's okay. I wouldn't even run a panel at your convention. Hell, you need to rename Springfest the Cafeteria Con because that's where I got the bulk of my footage the one year I went. <laughs> and I had more the fun there. Any good? Say what? Was the food in the cafeteria any good? Uh, no. Um, I didn't buy any of the food there. I, I brown bagged that. Screw that. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I mean, hell, the um, the freaking. Opening ceremonies, you couldn't go to it unless you had a VIP badge. What? Yeah! Then what's the point? I know! I look in, and there's only like eight people in there, and I'm just like, you have got to be shitting me. Alright, alright, alright. So they're saying they're going to try to shoot for 2016, and I'm like, good luck with that. But the main reason people complain about Springfest is the fact that Springfest used to be a free convention. Now you have to pay to get in. What people don't oh, under- what a nightmare. Yeah. What people don't understand is that if they were still a one-day show, they could have the facilities for free. The main reason why they're charging is because they have to pay for the facilities. That's what it is. And now that they're paying, they're able to bring in more guests and stuff like that, so I'm like, you know, sure, why not have at it? Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, um, where did my other article go? Damn it. Silly Uh, water fox. Okay. Okay, yeah, here it is, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what it was? It's a Facebook page and someone had messaged me so I didn't see the topic. Okay. I'll cover this real quick and then y'all can fight over the rest of the articles if you like. Um, I'm taking the first one. Okay. <laughs> um, of course you would! <laughs> God. I gotta see if there's music for that. Okay. At conventions, usually things happen. There was a convention out in, out on the West Coast called Newcon PDX. They put up an announcement about a week ago that there has been a contamination of lice in the hotel. And, our, and they say, we have recently been informed that some of our guests have been finding lice in their hair after leaving the convention. Head lice is usually spread by direct contact with the hair of an infested individual. It is normally uncommon for lice to spread through inanimate objects, but since conventions are often very busy and crowded, it's possible it could have spread that way. Please be sure to check your hair, wigs, and other belongings just to be safe. And a link to the CDC site about lice, which is a parasite. So, I guess somebody who got their picture taken with a lot of the guests there is probably with said lice. So, Actually, fire and lots of it. 
Well, it could very well have been um, something in the dealer's room, too. Oh? Well, you know, if somebody's got hats or something like that and allow you to try them on... Okay. If, if they brought it from another convention and somebody had lice there, or if they themselves might have lice... Or, you know, somebody, one of the attendees had lice and tries this hat on, and mm-hmm. then somebody else tries this hat on, and so forth and so on. You know, it's not that difficult to spread lice at a convention. All right. <clears throat> this is why so when you go into... Oh, yeah, this is why when you go into a lot of stores, they don't want you trying on the hats, they don't want you trying on wigs... It's very understandable, because some people are just not, you know... Friendly. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm. Alright. So shall we move on? Yes. Yes, yes we shall, because I can just hear how giddy Mako-chan is getting. Yes. Yes, definitely. Don't you mean yes? Yes. Lord help us. <laughs> All right, I'm not even going to read this article. I, I posted the article basically to uh, remind me. Mm-hmm. But uh, for those of you who have not seen this anime, um, it's called Cute High Earth Defense Club Love. Mm-hmm. And it's a magical boy anime. And I said that correctly. It is magical boys. Are you serious? Did you just say magical boy? Magical boys. Um, basically, it's a... Uh, I don't think there's anything completely serious about this thing at mm. all. And it makes fun of a lot of the magical girl tropes. Okay, I'm um, going to have to watch it now. <laughs> Uh, one episode has come out. The next it, it airs on Wednesdays, so the second episode should be up at some point tomorrow. Um, but the first episode is basically how all five of the magical boys became magical. Mm-hmm. And what it is is this uh, little animal falls out of space into an onsen, and it's pink and yeah uh, basically they looking. yeah it's um it's one of the marsupials I don't remember which one it is um they mention it in the show itself and I can't remember what it is but yeah so this thing basically um decides that the two boys that it meets must be um you know defenders of love and all of that so basically the cute high earth defense club is an actual club at their school mm-hmm. so uh, they need five members to make it an official club and by the end of the episode they have all five members and the pink marsupial ends up taking over one of their teachers to use that as a way to speak to other people. So now they have uh, a staff person. Mm-hmm. Yes, a sponsorship for the club. But basically, as they're going along doing all of this, um, they are forced to do different poses and forced to say 
different words. <laughs> and when they're done with it, they go, what the hell did I just say? What, what, why did I just say that? So it's, it's basically making fun of all those times where, you know, these girls get magical powers and all of a sudden they're very confident in what they say and going out and doing all this stuff and automatically know all the, all the different moves and powers and everything. So it completely makes fun of that. Um, it's hilarious. I suggest anybody to go and see it. Uh, right now it's just on Crunchyroll. It's being put out by Funimation, mm -hmm. though. So I'm not sure if it will show up on their website or if they're going to wait until it's uh, dubbed over to start airing it. But it is hilarious. These guys are uncomfortably pretty, too. Oh, Especially yeah. and the they the pink and the red one. Oh, yeah. And they completely make fun of their own outfits. So uh, it's it's definitely something to watch if you like the magical girl genre. It's something to watch if you would rather sit there and make fun of the magical girl genre. If you like pretty boys, it's something to watch. Uh, if you like comedies, it's something to watch. Just basically watch this. It's hilarious. You know what's interesting? They look like carnival barkers, kind of. Well, what's kind of interesting is that when I first heard about this, I'm like... I should actually cosplay from it. And then I'm hearing people talk about it and they're starting to ship it with free and other animes and, and how it is. And I'm like, maybe I should step back from it because the last time I did a cosplay that girls went nuts over, I got bombarded with photos of my cosplay Hero Yui, not Hero Duo Maxwell from Gundam Wing back in 2001. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, I was the only male duo at the con. But, I remember that. Yeah, and if you cosplayed from one of these, uh, you would probably be the only male cosplaying. Everybody that I've seen wanting to cosplay this have all been female. DJ. Yes. You cosplay one of these guys, I'll cosplay one with you. Are you serious? Sure, why not? Okay, look, I have a friend who owes me a costume, cause, and, I, and I'm thinking about either cashing it in for, um, for Kunzite, or this. I am, I'm seriously thinking about going with this. And I'm probably going to do one of the other guys with, with pants. Because I look horrible in shorts. And I'm not wearing no booty shorts either. Wait, well, I, there I, is... haven't, I haven't found a, a, a full body shot of these guys. Some of these guys don't the, wear pants. There's two of them that wear no, pants. The, the pink and the red one wear... Um, they wear I, booty I, shorts. They're bloomer shorts. Yeah. The orange one wears knee-high shorts, and then the other two wear pants. Yeah. And if we be green or blue one. Okay, then. And if we go into the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, um, going back to our last article, Raging Ada goes, Lice, lice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um... And pretty much the females in the chat room are going nuts over it, and Ranger Serena is telling me to do this cosplay. So it might just happen. Yeah, I mean, this thing is absolutely ridiculous. Don't take it seriously at all, because they're not taking themselves seriously. Mm. But again, this is only the first episode, so what will happen later on in the series, I don't know. But the first episode is completely 
insane. <laughs> As Ranger Serena wants me to cosplay one to ones with booty shorts, I'm, no, no, that's not <laughs> happening. No, no, that means I'd have to shave my legs. Not or you could not shave your legs and just add to the absurdity. Look, I have been. I have actually sat here pondered keeping my goatee in all of my cosplays for Catacon, just because. Just keep it. <sighs> I don't have that kind of attachment to my beard. So well, I'm only I'm only growing it out because it is the off season for me. So, and besides, I haven't purchased a uh, trust me, I have a beard shirt from the Epic Mealtime store yet. Mm. Been meaning to though. Okay. Besides, it's just facial hair; it'll grow back. True, and my facial hair grows back pretty fucking quick. <laughs> All right, are you? Want... Nice and keep it, damn it. Uh... You want me to keep it. My friend Leslie wants me to keep it. I should actually put a poll on my Facebook. Like, how many of you ladies want me to keep this goatee? <laughs> I should just Go it, do it. I, I'm seriously tempted. <laughs> I am seriously tempting to do it. Okay, Ari, you want to take the next ar- article? Sure. Go for it. Scarlett Johansson to play the Motoko Kusanagi in a live-action Ghost in the Shell film. Hmm. That caught a lot of controversy amongst people when this came out. Mm-hmm. She's no stranger playing kick-ass female femme fatales. She's definitely no stranger performing some modern history's most exciting science fiction films. So it only makes sense she she would sign on to play Matoko Kusanagi for the live-action film adaptation of the much-loved Ghost in the Shell franchise, set in a distant future ruled by the omnipotence of the bleeding-edge technologies. Technologies, sorry. Ghost in the Shell follows the stories of law enforcement cyborg Matoko Kusanagi as she comes into contact with good robots gone bad and everything else you would imagine existing in a world overpopulated by future technologies. Mrs. Johansson apparently wasn't sure whether or not she wanted to take the role, which is understandable seeing as Hollywood hasn't exactly done much with Japanese pop culture adaptations. I'm sure it was, but I'm sure it was somewhat the success of Edge of Tomorrow that gave her a little more confidence. Hmm. Now here's the thing: is is she a fan of Ghost in the Shell? I have no idea, but Steven Spielberg is. Steven yep. Spielberg has nothing to do with this. It's, He's not directing it. He's not writing it. It does. So he look, has nothing to do with it. Yes, he does. Because producing it. Yes, he's producing it. It's his company that's putting it out. That just means that his name is on it. That does not mean that he will have anything do to you, do with it. I'm just saying, do you, let, let me tell you something. If I was running a production studio company, and we got the rights to Ronma One Half to produce a live-action theatrical film, you best believe, as producer, it's going to be, it's going to be the way it should be. Don't even with whoever's directing it, this or that, because whoever's directing it knows that I am a big fan of this series, and you're not going to fuck it up. It's- I sincerely doubt that Steven Spielberg has the time to babysit a director. I don't think it's more the aspect of babysitting a director. It's more the aspect of oh, he's a big fan of this. I'd better not fuck this up. Mm, I don't see it. They right. already fucked up by getting Johansson. Who do you? Th- well, who do you think would do, would do a better job? 
somebody Asian mm. in Japan. But that has nothing Lucy to Liu? do with an American. No, somebody that has nothing to do with an American company. I do not think that American companies should be making live action movies from Japanese titles, especially ones that actually take place like big time in Japan. But there is one thing that you're forgetting how they can get away with this. The major is an android. An android can be anything. No, the major is a female android. Yes, and I'm saying. This whole thing is supposed to take place in Japan. So as one person says, she's half Japanese, half American. Or since she's an android, you know. They'll figure something I, out. I sincerely, I, I think it's going to be another Dragon Ball Evolution. I think everybody's going to get, you know, so hyped up over it, and then as soon as they see it, they're going to go, what the fuck? Well, just and it's going to crash and burn. Just remember, there's no actual Japanese people in Dragon Ball Z. Except for, you're, you're thinking of just the Saiyans. The yeah. People. Boma, yeah, well, well Boma well, briefs. No, That's like an English name, but you know. The American screwed up Dragon Ball. Royally. Royally, and that is what I think is going to happen with this. Well, it's not. They have not made an American-made Japanese, ver like a, an American-made version of a Japanese title that is actually good. What about Speed Racer? Was shit. I didn't think so. Mm, see, I think the jury's still on that because I keep hearing mixed reviews about that one. As a fan of the it original anime, serious. it was shit. Mm. The fact, of the, the fact that they had to actually create a cartoon based around the movie just to actually, you know, promote something shows that it had nothing to do with the original aspect of the anime. So if you have to create a brand new cartoon because your movie is so off from your original source... There's something wrong. Nope, not really, because remember, they did the same thing with Street Fighter. They did the same thing with Mortal Kombat. It's not the first time they've done this. Yeah, but based off of the original story, it sucked. Mm. As much as I love Mortal Kombat, based off of the original story and the original plot, it sucked. Especially 2. You wait. Oh God! Uh, wait, 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 wait! You mean tell me the first? You're saying the first Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat movie sucked? No, I I liked the first Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. But based off of the story, based off of you know their source material, it sucked. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No. Yeah, to be fair, it was PG-13. Well, yeah. Even if it didn't need to be, it didn't need to be rated R. It really didn't. What's the first thing you think about when you hear Mortal Kombat? Mm. Well, you, I see, you, I see, you I see. The over the top fatalities. Well, not now, yes, but when it first came out, not so much. That, that's yeah. Even back when it first came out, that was the first thing you thought of, and the the shitstorm that that came out when uh, you know, from parents cut from moral people and uh, you know that sort of thing, especially what when a uh, they saw Sub-Zero give a guy a spinal ectomy for the first time. I mean, I loved the Mortal Kombat movie. I the even liked one. 2. No, I even liked 2. You did? But as a fan of 
the video games, it strayed too much. Mm. But and that's what made it suck. Not really. But I hear what you're saying. Because it's the same thing as always. This is something that, we, that I brought up in conversation when we talked about adaptations. When they make an adaptation of anything... It was it's ne- the adaptations of comics, video games, anime TV to, to the big screen. It is never intended for the diehard fans. Never has, never will be. They will oh, make a, that. Yeah, they make so the only, the only, the only problem the, is if you if you don't take a movie like that and do something for the diehard fans. Nobody's going to watch it. That's not necessarily true. It's like, you know, why get the 20% when we can get the 85%? But what they will do is they'll throw something in there for the diehard fans. I mean, like, in the Mortal Kombat movie, what did they throw in there? Come here! Get over here! They threw that in, because we all know that. I mean, hell, Street Fighter was so was bad, so bad it was good. They threw they threw something in there for the diehard fans. They threw in Guile. Won't you go home and be a family man and cook? And they threw in Bison's line. Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. If you are a big fan of Street Fighter, you know those phrases. If you're a big fan of Street Fighter, you know that Raul Julia was dying of stomach cancer when he took that movie, and he just did it because his kids wanted to see him. Let's see him take that part, and he just said, "Fuck it, I am going to overact the hell out of this he, thing." He didn't have stomach cancer. He, he had yeah, he, did. he had a stroke. No, it was cancer. Hmm. Oddly enough, IMDb, IMDb and Wiki said it was a stroke. Huh. Hmm. But anywho, yeah. I mean, Marco, I get what you're saying. I do, but you know how you know I try, I play devil's advocate. Come on. Oh yeah, hmm. but the fact of the matter is, is I have. A, I, I'm pretty damn sure they're gonna screw it up. Mm. In other words, there are, the Hollywood hasn't really given you a whole lot to be a, a whole lot of faith. No. Um, <laughs> the the main issue I will probably have an issue, like the main thing I'll probably have an issue with, is whether or not they make her um, have a uh, significant other. Mm. Because while it's not in the anime, anybody that's actually read the story knows that she can't be with a guy. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase DAISY. Right. She does a couple of women every now and then, though, right? Uh, she has. But because of, like, the whole thing is because of the body that she has, she's unable to uh, climax safely. <laughs> oh. <sighs> if it, yeah. So right, I, I'm just flesh and blood one off. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, you know, because Hollywood can't have a powerful female without giving her, you know, some dick to suck. 
Very well, then. Ugh. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, yes, it is. But, but just remember, you know how blunt and straightforward Mako-chan is. Phrasing. Especially if she goes into her Mandy mode. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's the little things that are going to irk me. And those mm. little things are going to be things that they're not going to care about. So, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about tonight's broadcast, about tonight's show, or you want to add in about KatoriCon or something else, give us a buzz at uh, Anime Jam Session. In the meantime, we're going to cover something real quick um, as our open forum topic. And we're back after two great weeks of break. And this week's discussion is locations and photo shoots. Location is where it's at. When it comes to cosplay photo shoots, the location can sometimes make or break the shoot. So what photo shoots have you seen where the location was perfect or not so much? Now, I came up with this because this popped up on Kotaku about a week and a half ago that a couple did, Zach and I believe Aerith. Yes. And, yeah. And they did a and final, a church. yeah, and a Final Fantasy shoot and an abandoned church. Now, I wasn't too thrilled about that, but it's just what it was. I just, it just kind of bothered me a little bit. But I'll let it. I just let it slide, you know, for the time being, you know. So it is what it is. So. And um, we do have it's not some. Like they were desecrating a leftover relics ring. Yeah, but it was already abandoned church, so it's it is what it is. Now, before we go ahead and get into our questions, here our answers here, we actually have someone on the Skype line. You're live on Anime Jam session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hey guys, it's uh, Nemesis Forty Seven. How y'all doing today? Hey dude, what's hello, up? Hello, hello. Remember, you not, have... not much, man. No, not much, man. First of all, I got kicked kick, kick, kick out of. Um, Ari's uh, little thing with uh, the cosplay wrestling thing, thing earlier. It, was pre- it sounded like a pre- like a pretty fun event. Oh, it was. Oh, dude. I mean, Deadpool using thumbtack like like dice. Oh my lord, like that sounds that sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, I was I, I was while I was listening, listening, I did a few uh, Google searches and stuff like that, and consensus uh, says that Raul Julia did indeed die of a stroke. I thought oh, so. Okay. Because, uh, and uh, and also different. and also in regards, he has a, has a really nice gravesite. Mm-hmm. I think he's 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 laid to rest in Puerto Rico. Unfortunately, but yeah. hey, he was a, he was a great actor. He would be missed. Um, and also, um, just to let you guys know, last week I uh, well, a couple weeks ago or something like that, I actually did see Serenity for ten eighty eight over in Toledo. Oh yeah, how is Toledo? Best week ever, man. Best week ever. All right, good for you. Good for you. All yep, right. and I do have an announcement to make, though. Um, uh, hurry it up, because you're down to about 30 seconds, so... I can make it count. Um, on December tw- uh, on December 31st, 2014, in short, me and her got engaged. Wait, what was that? We got engaged. Congrats. Hey, congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Actually, it was a Doctor one. Who-like proposal, so... There we go. There we go. <laughs> I was actually looking for the FF6 one, but it's somewhere on here. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit of a Doctor Who proposal. I pretty much had a self-tie bow tie, pretty much 
did the whole Wedding of Ripper song like Proposal and Got on One Knee and asked her to marry me. Awesome. Go. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. I, um, that, that's something I wanted to share with you guys. And hey, great, great podcast tonight, guys. All right, thanks a lot. All right, you have anything else for us tonight? Uh, nope, not, nope, not, nope, nothing unless there any. It's not something to to uh, put put onto the podcast too. Uh, we'll see. Well, okay. Congratulations and thanks again for the call. I'm all right. All right. Once again, Ron, um, good luck on the gut job search, bro. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. See you later. And if we go into the chat room, um. We see you gain a fiance, uh, plus one fiance, and 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 Ranger Serena telling me not to get rid of the facial hair. Keep the face for Ronma. Oh God. <laughs> oh man, you people. All right. Alright, so to answer the, the question that I, I posted on our Facebook page earlier, uh, Serenity41088 says that she would have to say there's a scenery that's set up properly like Rarity in this, standing in the background with diamonds, where one, where Glass City Convention was. Okay, that works, yeah. Uh, Nemesis47 says depending on the character, parks are generally a great area for shoots. Okay, fair enough. And from Bobby, uh, Bobby Steele, like name, pretty cool. Uh, to put in my two cents, location depends on the hotel. For like Katsukon with the hammock chairs were pretty nice to shoot at. Uh, Katsukon has a beautiful indoor waterfall. Wait, Katsukon has an indoor waterfall? Oh right, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I totally for I blanked out on that for a sec. I totally forgot. All right, yeah. You know, and it, it's true. You know. Location can make or break um, your photo shoot. Like doing like like I want to do a priestess ray uh, photo shoot, but there aren't really any shrines around here. But I know you could I could probably do a good shoot at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden, or probably in front of a school or library by the stairs if I tighten the shots. You know, what do you two think? Um, I have to actually go back to this location and make sure that everything is uh, still the way that I remember it. Mm -hmm. There is a stone quarry by where I used to live that uh, they set up quite a few different areas to show, you know, what can be done, what they do. Um, So they call it the Stone Museum. And while you can go there and buy, you know, precious stones and things like that, mm-hmm. the whole back of that is basi- basically all these areas. Um, and then there's this one area that I really, really like. It's basically got these big round paver stones, and yeah. they're set um, periodically through this uh, man-made lake. And, and then in the middle of this lake is a gazebo. <clears throat> oh, boy. Wow. And uh, there's, you know, there's a bunch of different areas that are really, really pretty for pictures. And I really want to go get uh, my Lolita Deadpool shot there. But I have to go and check out the area and make sure that it's still as pretty as it was the last time I went. Because they had a fire in there the last time, uh, about two years ago. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. 
I remember when I cosplayed Agent Chieftain. I only did one photo shoot with it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I guess kind of like an urban environment with, with it. So we just ended up uh, taking pictures around the uh, walkway near the Sheraton. It, it, this is an Oticon. So that, that walkway that connects the Sheraton to the uh, top floor of the convention. No, wait, third floor. Third floor. Oh, okay. I remember that photo shoot. Um, it was done by Deathcom. Mm-hmm. They even still have a website anymore. Yes. Um, one of our hosts at our other podcast, uh, Crystal Chronicles, Alcrea, helps out with uh, Deathcom. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, the memories. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't really seen. Oops. I haven't really uh seen too many cosplays where it shoots where the uh, background didn't match. I mean, you're not obviously not going to put some kind of a something, someone from like a fantasy style game or anime in a uh, bustling you know downtown environment. Don't put planning. it. Don't put that shit past some photographers. They will do that just for creativity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm... But, uh... Yeah, I haven't really seen all that many... All too many, uh... Bad, I guess. Was, what do you want to call it? Bad photo shoots like that? Mm-hmm. The, uh... Like I said, generally the, uh... The ones I've seen, the locale has matched the uh, genre of the person making the, the cosplay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, as Sarah says, Deathcon, multi- Deathcon Media filmed me in the cosplay contest at MatsuriCon. Alright, that's pretty cool. Um, like I said, Sarah, we are friends with the people over at Deathcon. I'll definitely pass that along. Alright, now let's go ahead and get to the part of the show that everybody looks forward to. News from Japan. And I don't think Mako-chan disappointed this time. Yeah, it's not as crazy as uh, I had hoped to find, but, you know, it's it's still up there. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'll go ahead with the first one. Um, this one is called 5,000 Sprint for Title of Lucky Man. And Nino and Nishinomiya, about 5,000 guys burst through the gates of the, of the Nishinomiya Shrine in Hyogo at 6 a.m. and raced 230 meters towards the shrine's main hall with the front runners attempting to capture the title of Fuku Otoko, Lucky Man. The annual ceremony, which has been held since the Edo period, is associated with Ebisu, the god of prosperous businesses. The first three participants to reach the main gates are considered Japan's luckiest men for the year. And now, the winner of this doesn't surprise me in the least. The lucky runner who, f- who took first place is 19-year-old Nishinomiya University student Tom- Tomonori Shiwa. He is a member of his university's track and field team. Yeah, if you look in the comments, it says that uh, the last couple of first place winners have been track and field people. I call collusion. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when they have races like that here in the U.S., it's never a track and field student that wins it. It's usually some dude from Africa that wins it. 
I mean, if all you got to do is run all day, then why not? Alright, who wants to take the next one? You want to take it? Sure. Let me just load it. Now loading. So, uh, yeah, last year, I know we talked about some guy that was pouring different sauces into mailboxes. Well, it seems that this is happening again. Mm -hmm. uh, police in Mino, Osaka Prefecture said Monday that somebody poured a uh, Yakinuku sauce into two post boxes, leaving 300 New Year greeting cards and other items sullied. Uh, it says that they were poured into the post boxes at the same area <laughs> sometime on January 3rd. Wow. Police said a ramen soup packet was also poured into another post box and said that the culprit, if caught, will be charged with obstruction of business. I got um, nothing. You know, some of these comments are pretty damn funny. Not um, it goes, that saucy fellow. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, someone goes, that explains why my New Year's card was so delicious. <laughs> uh, sounds like some. Uh, sounds like the perp's trying to make yakisoba, but doesn't know how. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I got nothing about that. Anywho. Last one's for me, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Man runs out of gas, steals highway support vehicle that came to his aid. Really? Oh, boy. A man has been arrested in Noboribetsu, Hokkaido, for stealing a support vehicle that came to aid him after he ran out of gas on the highway. According to police, the incident occurred around 9 a.m. on Friday morning. TV Asahi reported the man, Ryo Masato, 37, was driving along a highway w when he ran out of gas. When a highway patrol rescue vehicle came to his aid, Sato drove away in the vehicle, going the wrong way along the highway. He was caught by police about 30 minutes later, some 60 kilometers away near Sapporo. Police quoted Sato as saying he stole a support vehicle because he had been in a hurry to meet someone. Did he just really want to get laid or something? What is... <laughs> desperate times calls for desperate measures. Doing that in the States, but it's only as a ruse to steal the vehicle like wholesale. But never mind, you know actually being out of gas or whatever. Probably. I know someone would be psychotic enough to try that. So, <sighs> lovely. <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say, it's just... And you think we do random? You think you you think we do dumb shit here? <laughs> Please. All right. I I think it's time to play our last tracks and wrap things up. What do you guys say? What do you ladies say? Works for me. Sure. Okay. We'll be back.
a good episode. What do you guys think? We did Definitely. pretty well. Yeah. And, um, it seems that on my, uh, Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdgronmess, uh, a few people are kind of liking this, this, this item I just ordered off of Amazon. What'd you order? A Sailor Moon bottle opener. Neat. <laughs> yeah. A pink Sailor Moon bottle opener. Perfect for cracking open that, that the beer for, in the hotel room. <laughs> in the name of the moon, I will drink your ass under the table. Aye! <laughs> oh, man. Although for me, shouldn't it be in the name of Mercury? Uh, whatever. No, I'll drink in the name of Venus. Come on now. Really? We'll I'll drink in the care. name of whoever gives me booze. Yes. And I took front and back pictures of this just to prove that this is not a fake item. This is not a bootleg item. This is 100% real and legit. Then I got again, a feeling that, that uh, Haruka would have the best alcohol tolerance of anyone. Well, probably. But what's also interesting is that I also picked up something else for Mako-chan. <laughs> oh, what is it? I got her a grinder. Oh, a herb grinder. Yes. But you don't use herbs for this. No, I, I know exactly what you're referring to. Yeah. But here's the interesting part. On the top lid of said grinder are the outer senshi. Nice. So it really is a world shaking if you hit it pretty hard enough. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Excuse me, I need dead scream right about now. <laughs> dead to scream. Dunk. I don't know. If you, revolution, hit it, all right. if you hit it hard enough, it'll be a deep submerge. Well, I, I guess if you use it in a bong, it can be deep submerged. <laughs> oh, I showed these to my friend, to my friend Arisaka. She's like, I want them. I'm like, I got them off of Amazon.com, like everybody else. <laughs> oh, God. we are terrible. Yeah, pretty much. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So let us know what you think of what we do. Ideas, suggestions, and quotes. Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's on your mind. We're here to believe you. Definitely check out our website at animejamsession.com. Um, I just uploaded six photo galleries from prior conventions. I have two more for 2014 to post. And they'll be going up shortly. Um, I have some more videos I'm working on. I don't think the Katsukon uh, Masquerade is going to go up. Because every time I try to render that video, my whole system crashes. Probably because of how big it is. But that keeps happening. I'm not going to bother with it. It's a sign. Yeah. I hate breaking it down into itty-bitty, into like smaller parts. But, you know. So, definitely look for some convention videos to go up this week as well on our uh, YouTube page. But, anywho, if you have trouble getting to our website for like because it's blocked or whatever you can find us on podcast alley itunes stitcher miro double twist blueberry xbox music tune in radio we're all over so definitely find this one way or another 
Um, like I said, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. The 2014 con videos are going up. Not a word out of you, Mako-chan. Mm-hmm. They'll be going up. I promise you all that. Um, if you want to follow us on YouTube, check out our individual pages. Uh, I'm at youtube.com slash djronmess. Ari is at Ari22682. Um, Mako-chan is Luna, And that's it. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here so you know what conventions that we're going to, updates on our website, and so forth. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, uh, I'm at Twitter.com slash DJRunMess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako's at Jovedea. G-I-O-V-E-D-E-A. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're slowly inching closer to 3,900 fans, so I just gotta say thank you. Thanks for your love. Thanks for your support of us. As long as you continue to like our page, like the articles, like everything that we post, we're going to bring you more content. That's definitely what we're here for. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And Mako is Makoto Makochan Kino. So definitely there. Um, and that's basically it about us. But there's more. Definitely check us out on Vogue Network. We're here twice a week, live Tuesdays, encores on Thursday. But Vogue Network is the voice of Geeks Network. We're not the only geek-centric podcast that's out there on this network, so you definitely want to swing through for some more cool stuff. Like, if you like Star Trek, we have the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast. Um, if you like pop culture, British programming, American programming, movies, Books, science fiction, Doctor Who. We got Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live. Four different shows, four different points of views. Definitely check them out. If you like what we do here on AJS, definitely check out Electric Sisterhood. Their female perspective of what we do with more gaming. They're here Tuesday nights right before us. So listen to them, then our pre-show, and we're right here. If you like to play MMOs, Definitely check out Girls Gone Wow and Whorehouse on MMO Wednesdays. They talk about World of Warcraft, uh, League of Legends, Final Fantasy XIV, and then some. Definitely check those out. Um, let's see. And if you like gaming, if you like independent gaming, if you like to hear a bunch of people talk about gaming in the industry from an independent point of view, you definitely want to check out the Bobby Blackwolf Show at Orange Lounge Radio on the Power Block Hour. It's the cornerstone of Vogue Network. Sundays, it all starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. So definitely swing through and check that out. Um, as of there are programming notes, we're still live here Tuesdays at our normal time. If I do land this job, we'll be moving to 10 p.m. And trust me, everybody will have fair enough notice about it. So that'll be... Um, interrupting, sorry. Shoot. Uh, they've been saying that the server dropped. The stream dropped. All right, hold on. There we go. I don't know what happened, but... It's connected now. It should be up and running now. Um, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, Winamp just decided to drop the fucking stream. It does that every now and then. Yeah, and as Nemesis Voice have said, Vod pulled the ECW barely legal by cutting the show at the end. Hey, 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 hey. That PV was cut by them, not ECW, but whatever. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, go around the room for last words. Mako? Um, I'm about to spend some time on the phone trying to get my health insurance re-upped. Ari? 
Sorry, I can't think of anything about wanting a shot of vodka right now. I know, right? Seriously, somebody bring that shit to my birthday party. You want to remember your birthday party, right? Seriously, somebody bring that shit to my birthday party. <laughs> God. My last words. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Earth High Cute Defense Club. I'm going to fix myself a snack, and I'm going to finish watching Love Life School Idol Project. It's a fun anime. It's pretty cute too. Um, that's it. End of list. We're getting out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Welcome to 2015, bitches. Ooh, it's not even expensive. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. <laughs> goodnight, Mako-chan. Ooh, going out on an evil laugh. I like that. What? Vodkila's only 20 bucks, dude. <laughs> I am surrounded by a bunch of drunken assholes. Yep. God. I'm, uh, can, can I close up the show now? This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>